When we first started this series, we played that, that old song by the Bee Gees. The words of the song are so, are so telling and so giving. How can you mend this broken man? How can a loser ever win? When you're broken, when you're crushed, how many feel like the loser? Please help me mend this broken heart and let me live again. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Centers or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Now with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. talking about a broken heart. We've been talking about a crushed spirit. Last week we talked about bitterness. What can be done about the emotional pain that is inflicted upon us by others? And I I have talked about in the last two parts of the series that much of the damage that's done to Christians is by other Christians, by the church, by pastors by those in the clergy, if you will. Something that I've understood about emotional pain, it is far worse than any physical wound that you will ever experience in your life. Therefore, you need the right ointment. And today, I want to to give you kind of my idea of how to heal this broken heart according to God's word. When we first started this series, we played that, that old song by the Bee Gees. The words of the song are so, are so telling and so giving. How can you mend this broken man? How can a loser ever win? When you're broken, when you're crushed, how many feel like the loser? Please help me mend this broken heart and let me live again. We get ourselves in a prison when we live in this brokenness. There's a good brokenness, which is broken before God. The Bible says the broken and contrite spirit, the Lord loves in Psalm 51. But this is not what God's talking about as far as brokenness. This is a brokenness that's done by people, by others, by circumstance, by situation. These lyrics of that old song certainly make us reflect on our own brokenness. Wounds from years gone by that many feel as if they're as fresh as yesterday. And I'm talking to some of you in this place because we've had this broken heart, huge 
gaping holes that were left by someone or some circumstance. That should not have happened or would not have been if someone or something had went differently. (coughs) Thank you for your prayers. As you notice, I'm doing much better. I appreciate greatly everyone's prayers for me. Sadly, there's people in this room today that feel this hole will never be filled. You have lived with it so long, you've just kind of gotten accustomed to it. Let me take you to the book of Isaiah. We used this passage two sessions ago, but I want to use it today. Jesus fulfilled this prophecy in the book of Luke when he opened the scroll of Isaiah in the temple the very first time he proclaimed God's word publicly. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. That word anointing means to bring a healing where there is no possibility of healing. That he can bring salvation where there is no possibility of salvation. Redemption where there is no possibility of redemption. How many know that none of us could have ever fulfilled the law? But Jesus did. None of us could have ever brought satisfaction to the rules and the orders that God laid down. But Jesus did on Calvary. How many think that's a pretty cool thing? The Lord has anointed me to do what? Bring good news. Underline that in your notes, would you? To bring good news to the afflicted. Look at somebody and say, he's talking about me now. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, freedom to the prisoners, the favorable year of the Lord, and listen, the day of vengeance of our God. And I underlined this in your notes, to comfort all who mourn, to give them a garland of blessing instead of ashes, gladness instead of mourning, praise instead of fainting, so that you and I can be oaks of righteousness. You know an oak tree? One of the strongest trees in the forest. Virtually nothing can bring it down. God says that we will be called oaks of righteousness. Nothing will bother us anymore. Let me talk to you for a second. Just that little thought. Things that bother us. There is a word that we don't like to do. I do a series in this church on being offended. And in the word of God, the scripture's very clear that God deals with the offender. But he said the greatest difficulty sits on those who are offended. Because those are the ones that the enemy has in prison. The offender, many times they just go on, whether they did it on purpose or didn't do it on purpose, they just kind of go on live. Oh, well, And you and I walk around in prison because we can't get the man, the woman, the circumstance, the situation out of our mind. Every time you see him, it's like they did it brand new again. 
Every time you're around the, the same place, the same area, it's like it's just come alive again. How many know what I'm talking about? So God tells us that being offended is worse than offending. Oh, don't get me wrong. Offending is horrible. God said, don't worry about him. I'll take care of that. You have to do something about that offense because it's you that is killing. It's you that is imprisoning. It's you that it's tormenting. Am I making any sense this morning? He said, I want you to be an oak. Virtually nothing can bother you. Why? Because you know all of your righteousness comes from and is of me. Two amens out of that, Pastor. I mean, the whole church should have shouted. Let me try it again. Your righteousness is of and comes from me. Praise the Lord. Why? Because we are the planting of the Lord. Because he will be glorified in your life and mine. Now, there are many reasons that we deal and are left with broken hearts. Could be the loss of a job. Could be the loss of status. The loss of health, the betrayal of a friend, the death of a loved one, a divorce, a betrayal, the loss of a child, and yes, even the loss of childhood. I remember as a young man, most of you know my testimony, so I won't belabor you with it, but I was, I was in a business that kept me traveling. I, I was 12 years old when I started doing this business, and I remember calling my mom. I was in... I was in uh, North Dakota, North or South Dakota. I was in one of the Dakotas. And I was in this place and I was preparing to turn 20 years old. And I called my mom with tears in my eyes saying, Mom, what happened to my childhood? It was gone. I wasn't a teenager anymore. I wasn't a child anymore. I was 20 years old. And I couldn't tell you where it all went. Not because of drugs, because of alcohol, just because I lived a fast life. But I'm here to tell you this morning, though there's many with gaping holes in their hearts, there's hope for you and for me. There is hope for those who sorrow because there is a healer of broken hearts. Look at Psalm 147. He heals those who have a broken heart. He heals their sorrows. What has gotten you and I to the place where we are? Last week I was preaching on God turning bitterness into happiness and I had a very good question that was asked to me about the seed of bitterness. Somebody said, Pastor, what if you don't remember where it began? And I asked, what is the wound or hurt that brought you to the place, because I asked that question, that you are right now? Well, I responded to the person asking the question, if you have an injury or a deep cut, you know how painful it is and how it hurts to touch where the wound was. 
And it is very hard to forget where that happened. But can I tell you something? Because of hurt, because of pain, some of us have suppressed it so far that we can actually convince ourselves we don't remember where it began. That's not what God wants. God wants to heal. He wants to restore. He wants to renew. Can you say amen this morning? See, oftentimes, hurt, betrayal, sorrow, and loss, they're like deep wounds. They can be so painful that it seems nothing will cause the pain or make the pain go away. Sometimes our hearts are broken so much so that we try to forget, even bury the violation deep inside. And we think it's done away with, it's over, it's gone, until somebody or something touches that wound. And then it's just like it happened all over again. Many try to be encouragers. They try to do the right thing. That's what they say. Come on, just put it behind you. Let it go. Get as much as those comforting try. They can't seem to say just the right thing that makes the difference. Why? Because Just like the flesh wound, just because the wound that happens, a broken heart will not mend overnight. It does not heal overnight. And just like there are medicines that burn when you apply them to the skin wound, so can a well-meaning friend who tries to say even the right thing at the wrong time. There's some in this room, you've been offended because somebody tried to help you. And frankly, you didn't want their help. Can I be frank with you? Some of us like to nurture that wound for a while. Bless God, don't you take the enjoyment of my pain. I know it sounds kind of light frivolous, but the truth is, folks, there's some of us that want to bathe in that emotion for a moment. Some of us don't even want to have people jump in the jacuzzi with us. I want you to see how bad I've been hurt. And they'll get you there, and they'll pull back that wound. See? They get the next person. See? But that's what causes the ugly scar. It's because all you want to do is talk about it. You don't want to deal with it. And God brings us to a place and says, what are you going to do with what you know to do? We know that we're supposed to do something about it. But sometimes we just don't want to. At least not then. See, that's what I found. Some people are not ready to deal with their wounds. And anything you do is like throwing rubbing alcohol on it. And what happens is some search for ways to deal with the pain without facing the hurt. Because that's what we don't want to do. We don't want to hurt anymore. We put up walls. And we think those walls will help us because they shield us from those that hurt us. The problem is they also shield us from the only one that really can help us. 
because we don't let anybody in. Am I making any sense this morning? There's a type of ointment that will help us overcome in our minds. But that is the ointment that actually makes us not deal with what caused it. There are times that the only way, I want you to hear this, I left it in your notes, and I want you to circle this line. There are times that the only way to heal will bring it more pain before it's over. The only way to heal will bring you more pain before it's over. The hurt we have already now will become as fresh as it ever was. This is what it's like to heal a broken heart. This is what it's like. Some people have had broken limbs and you went into the doctor just at the wrong time and they had to re-break it before they could set it. Oh, you didn't have the pain and stuff probably initially because they numbed you up. But oh, when that numbing was gone. Ooh. But this is what happens when we try to avoid. And I left this in your notes. And I want you, I think I left it in here. We have to be okay to face our pain full on. We have to be okay. Number two in your notes just quickly. Why? Because facing where we were is the only thing that can enable victory where we are. What is the right ointment for broken hearts? How do we begin to heal? How can the hole in our heart that is gaping open begin to close? Let me take you to places that God took some of the great men of old. Moses, he fled Egypt. But God said the only way you're going to deal with this is not by running. You've got to go face it. So he took him right back to Pharaoh, which was God's plan in the original place. There's times that you and I go through something and we flee from it because it hurt. The pain was so intense. But God said, I need you to stay where you are so I can get you where you aren't. So the only way God can deal with that is he's got to take you right back to where you were. Look at, look at David. He had to go back and face Saul. Jacob had to go back and face Esau. Elijah had to go back and face Jezebel. You and I, to bring the healing that God wants in our lives, will be led back to face what hurt. It's the only way you heal. You can't heal in a vacuum. You can't heal in some other place. You can say, doctor, uh, yeah, I called you today because I need to get this healing taken care of. What's the doctor going to say? Come see me. Well, you know, I don't want to because I know it's going to hurt. Am I making sense today? The problem is we've been trying for weeks, for months, even years to escape the hurt, the pain, the sorrow. And now we learn to fix it. We have to face it. So what are the obvious 
steps in this seemingly unorthodox healing process. Am I making sense this morning? You guys okay? Number one, realize it's okay to recognize the pain. It is okay to say this person, that person, this situation, that circumstance, it did this to me. Why? Because ignoring the pain will not cover nor resolve the pain. Doing this, trying to ignore it is like going on an alcoholic binge or a drug binge, trying to escape the hurt. Guess what? You might get away with it for a moment or two. You might be in la-la land, but sooner or later you have to get sober. And when you're sober, you will now face what you fled, only to find now it's worse. You see, alcohol, drugs, escape, running is a false relief that only numbs you you gotta face what you want to fix say pastor no I, I i don't agree with you let me say it this way you know what happens when you try to escape it you develop this sense of right inside of you i have a right to feel this way I have a right. What they did was wrong. What happened was wrong. What, folks, you're right. It's okay to recognize the pain. But it's not okay to now think you have the right to make your own retaliation, your own judgment, your own call against that person, that place, that thing. What you've actually done is reversed the healing process. The only one that can heal is the healer of the broken heart. Amen. And now you've taken his place, thinking you can do it your own way. We cannot ignore the pain. It will not go away. Some of you in this place know that all too well. Number two, it's okay to feel that hurt again. It is okay. When we try to push the hurt away, all we do is prolong it. We have to look at it for what it is, what happened. The hurt isn't, listen to this, folks, the hurt isn't on the outside that we can avoid it. The hurt is on the inside. We cannot hide from it. Some of us are being eaten alive by the brokenness, by the crushed, by the bitterness. So, in our attempt to push the hurt away, what have we done? We've actually pushed it deeper inside. Some of you are sitting back in this room and you're saying, man, does this guy got my mail. You know why I have yours? Because I've read my own. You think I preach what I don't know? Folks, you look at a guy who's been hurt. And that's not a poor pitiful me. Oh, poor pastor. It's called life. You know, when you accept the ministry, you just put a big old target on your back, say, come on, 
You ever saw those person in school, they used to, they used to do the pranks and stuff. They put around a sign on the back that said, kick me, hit me. See, that's what Pastor Philemon, Pastor Ray, and myself do. We got that sign all over us. Go ahead, abuse us. We can handle it. Pastor Ray, we're going to put them all on Pastor Philemon. There's all the signs. We're an oak. Amazing thing about the oak, a little bitty beetle has been destroying it. You see, it's never the big things that tear you down. It's those little things that burrow deep inside. Those little foxes, those little pains, eating you from the inside out. It's okay to hurt. You got to deal with it. You see, by facing our hurts in your notes, we admit how frail we are and how great our need for God is. The greatest opportunity we have in a time of hurt, in a time of pain, is it enables us to draw closer to God than we ever have as our help, as our help. It is an opportunity to learn empathy towards others who are going through the same things, who need to be healed. You can relate. Somebody comes up to you, and instead of it being a gossip session, now you can say, I I know what you're going through. I've been there too. How about if we journey together and work this thing through? You cannot do all of these things, coming to God, helping others, if you choose to ignore the pain. The third thing you need to do is seek the healer of broken hearts as he's the only one who can heal your broken heart. It is time not to just call the doctor. It's time to go to the doctor. We go, we tell the doctor our symptoms. It's time to have a heart-to-heart with God. I mean, lay it all out there, the good, the bad, the ugly. Can I tell you something? God can take it. God can take it. None of this surprised him. Well, pastor, I'm so ticked off, I might cuss. God's heard a few words. Yeah, he still loves you. Man, as a pastor, I've sat down and counseled people. I've heard words that didn't know existed. Praise the Lord. (laughs) What what do you do? Don't speak that way in front of me. If they can't, what are they going to do? They got to get the hurt out. They got to get the pain out. They got to deal with this. Be honest with God. Tell him how much you were wounded. How desperately you need his healing touch. Amen? Tell him. Say, Pastor, doesn't he already know? Yes, but he wants to hear it from you. He wants you to tell him what is happening. When's the last time you did that? Oh, you've complained to God, but how many have really went to him seeking his healing, his touch, his help, his hope? 
Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in. It is time to use his prescription. Jesus knows where you've been. And he knows exactly where you are. But can I tell you something? More importantly, he knows how to get you where you're going. He wants to apply the gentle salve of his Holy Spirit to heal what has been hurt. And you know what? Only God can do that. Only God can do that. In Psalm chapter 5, or chapter 56, look what he says. He's talking about David. You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. You see, God was so aware of David that he even collected his tears. Please, ladies and gentlemen, please hear this. It is the same way God is involved and aware of your pain, your joys, your failures, your accomplishments. Just like he did with David, he's collecting them all in a book. The Bible talks about a man named Hezekiah stricken with a sickness that was going to end his life. He poured out his heart to God, and the Bible says God heard him. Look at 2 Kings chapter 25. He told the prophet, go back, tell Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. Ladies and gentlemen, he is only simply waiting for you to come with a broken heart, the contrite spirit that David came with in Psalm 51 and realize you can't do anything to heal yourself. You have to go to the healer of the broken hearts to get it done. We can't do it. You can't do it by talking about it, though that is part of the process. You can't do it by crying about it, though that is part of the process. You've got to include him in the middle of it. You see, God can be closer to us at times of great pain than any other time in our lives. But I have a question in your notes. Will we let him? Will we let him? Psalm 34. I use this passage in the first lesson of healing a broken heart. It says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are of a crushed spirit. And I defined, what does that actually mean? What does it mean to be brokenhearted? The brokenhearted simply defined is they were the ones that everything they didn't believe could happen, happened. And the things they thought shouldn't happen, happened. Have you ever been so betrayed by somebody you thought would never betray you? Have you ever been so offended by somebody you thought would never offend you? Have you ever been so, so humiliated or hurt or, or frustrated by somebody you think, how could this person? That's the picture of a broken heart. Then he goes on and he talks about a crushed spirit. 
What does that actually mean? It means literally what it says. There is no way to put the pieces back together. Only God can. Literally, a broken heart and a crushed spirit literally means God is the only one, listen to this, who can save us from ourselves. We are the greatest damage. And God says, let me take care of it, would you? Sometimes doctors refer only to medical help. I'm going to bring this to an end. And I'm going to give you grassroots applicable reality. Do you want to heal a broken heart? Sometimes doctors refer only medical help. But many times they refer relational help as well. So I put it on the screen, but I have it in your notes. Some of our greatest insider help will come when we choose to reach outside. David in Psalm 51 said, God, I and I only have done this thing. Now we know the sin was Bathsheba. He did this horrific thing. But he was living with the guilt. He was living with the pain. He was living with the hurt. He was living with, living with the, the godly sorrow because he knew what he should be and what he shouldn't be. And when Nathan came and challenged him and said, you are the man, David didn't flail and say, well, you don't know what they did. You don't know what I deserve. You don't know who I am. You know what David said? He said, you're right. Let me, let me talk to you. Can I talk to you very candidly? The problem is no longer just the inside. You've affected the whole outside. Because everybody knows you've been hurt. Everybody knows you've suffered. Everybody knows you've been in pain. Everybody knows you've been bothered. So, not everybody. A whole lot more than should. Why? Because we've been trying to soothe the pain by just talking about it. God says it's time to heal it. It's time to do something about it. It's time to get to the one that really can make a difference. And if I was to ask you for a show of hands, frankly, most people in this place would raise their hands and say, nothing I've done so far has helped. You say, well, pastor, how do you know that? Because you're still living with it. The doctor is in. Some of our greatest inside help comes from reaching outside, being an instrument of God to help others who are in the same kind of pain is therapeutic to your own helping. Solomon recognized this. Look at Ecclesiastes 4. He said, I looked and I saw all the oppression that was taking place under the sun. I saw the tears of the oppressed and that they had no comforter. Power was on the side of the oppressor and they have no comforter. Jesus said when he ascended, 
He said, I must go. Because if I go, I will send you the comforter. And he will be with you in and through everything. You see, to find the ultimate healing, we need to invite people into our healing. It is no longer a matter of licking wounds. It's a matter of bringing somebody alongside of you to help you, to encourage you, to talk to you and say, you know, been there, done that. Let me help you. Let me encourage you. Let me take you where I have been so you can get where you need to go. We do this by being involved in theirs as well. Ask God to use you to encourage others through their pain. See, God wants to do this. God wants to help in the midst of all of this. You see, it is through our pain that we will be able to understand their pain and help them in a far greater way. Hebrews chapter 4. It's on the screen. But folks, like I said, you need to look at these things in your own Bible so you know where to find them. The Bible says in in Isaiah chapter 9 that God came to us. Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus came to this earth. God in the form of man, his son. And look what it says. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. Why? He has faced all of the same testings that we do. Yet he did not sin. He did not give in to it. He did not allow it to become bitterness. He did not become, allow it to become crushing. He did not allow it to become brokenness. He did not give in to it. But look what it says. Because of that, we can come boldly to his throne, the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy. There we will receive his mercy. Somebody say it with me. There we will receive his mercy. Say it again. There we will receive his mercy and find grace to help when we need it the most. He went through everything we'll ever go through to enable us to go through everything we'll ever go through. Jesus came that he could go through what we live in to help lift us up and help us out. I want to go back to Isaiah 61 as I close and I ask the worship team to come. I pray this message has helped you as much as it's helped me. Back to Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Those who things have happened to that should never happened. The things didn't go the way they thought they should. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Though that be now that now because these things have happened, have put themselves into a prison, have locked themselves into a place that they cannot get free of, but he said to give freedom to those prisoners, 
to proclaim the favorable day of the Lord. Now, this is talking about when the Lord ultimately returns and take away every tear, every pain, every sadness. You see, when God returns, all pain will be gone once and for all. But until then, we need to make it our mission to follow his example, be instruments of healing, which will in turn bring a healing. As we purposely reach out and invite others into our pain, we will see our own pain begin to disappear and the holes of our heart begin to close. The reality of it all, and I want you to hear this, healing takes time. When the Lord returns, it'll all be over. But right now, it takes time. Revelation 21 says he will wipe away every tear. No more death, no more sorrow, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. Because the old things are past. There's a day coming where it's all going to be done. But we have to deal with today. 126 Psalm says we will sow in tears, but we will reap in joy. One day God will ultimately heal all broken hearts. But I want to take you to one last passage in Isaiah 54. Understand, there is no weapon that is formed against you that will prosper. Only what you allow to stay inside. God says it's time to get it outside. Deal with it. Do something about it. Well, I've been talking about it. Yes, but have you been talking about it for the purpose of healing? Or have you been talking about it for the purpose of hindering? No weapon formed against you will prosper. Listen to this. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment. What's it say? You shall condemn. Oh, you, you put my notes up there, not the scripture. Oh, that's, no, no. I put the NLT version. Sorry. I'm, I'm quoting the New King James. In the coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice that raises against you, that accuses you. What's the rest of it say? These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication comes from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. There's nothing that can hurt us except that which we allow. Where are you at today? God wants to heal your broken heart. God wants to help that crushed spirit. I want to just for a moment, we're not going to take long today because we've been talking about this for the last few weeks. I want to take a moment. Maybe that wound is blazing right this moment. It is pouring like it just happened. And you say, it's time. I need some help. I need God to get in the middle of this. I need to bring somebody else in the middle of that. If this is you, I want you to get out of your chair. Come find a place at this altar. Our altar team will be here praying with you. Our pastors will be here praying with you. Somebody. You say, well, pastor, it's too vulnerable. It's too, it's too sensitive. It's too this. It's too that. That's fine. As long as it's not been a long time. 
If it's been a long time, then all it is is too much of a friend. It's time to do something about the pain because the pain is persecuting and the pain is imprisoning. Would you come? Would you come? Be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. Folks, you can't heal without help. Bottom line, you can't heal without help. Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. I'm Joe Harding. For Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Centers, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.